Thank you, Lord. Well, open your Bibles. Whew, Friday night, Friday night life. Glory to God. Friday night life. We get life on Friday night. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Open your Bibles up to Romans 1 and verse 16. Thank you, Lord. You know, in the, I was watching something, I don't know what show it was, but they were talking about Christianity in America. And I don't know who takes polls. You know, you see, you see these polls, but they ain't never called me. Right? right? Yeah, they call any of you guys. You guys ever gotten a poll? Uh, so you don't really know who they're calling. But in this poll, it said that less than 50%, or I think they said like 43% of Americans now claim to be Christians, which is down from we were the majority, if that's true. I, I'm not saying that's true. But what it says to me is we got to get more excited about who we are. Yeah. Amen? It, 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 this this is a team sport, first of all. Christianity is not where you just sit around and watch and see what's going on. You are a participant in this. And, and we are to not be, as this verse said, ashamed of the gospel. Which, which doesn't just mean, you know, because nobody in here would say, yeah, I'm ashamed of it. We're not to be quiet about it. Amen? And I'm not saying we're to be pushy. You know, people that get pushed on usually get pushed away. But, but, but love will always find a way to minister in a situation where it can draw the people to God rather than pushing them away from God. And, and, and to get people to the place where they can be saved, where they can be healed. where they, they, Somebody's got to bring them. People say, well, you got to bring them to church. No, you got to bring them from where they're at to their next place. Amen? You got, you got to get them from where they are right now to, to closer to God. Amen? And, and, you know, many times it's just going to be how you live that attracts them that way. Sometimes it's going to be what you say. There's always an opportunity in every day for us to be a witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? This verse, this verse says, For I am not ashamed... Of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power, the wonderful working miracle power and ability of God unto those who believe. That, that, that's what the gospel is. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the miracle that saved me. Every person in this, do I got any unsaved people in the room? <laughs> you're not, I know you're not saved. Everybody likes to raise their hand first, but. Any unsaved people in the room? Okay, then every person in here has experienced the greatest miracle ever. Every person in this room has experienced not only a miracle, but the greatest miracle ever. You were born again. You were, you were extracted out of darkness and placed in light next to His dear Son. Amen? There's no greater miracle. There is no greater miracle. And one day somebody brought you that direction. I thank God every day that I grew up in a family that served God, that, that, that claimed Jesus as Lord because it brought me to Him. 
Amen? And other people, maybe not. But somebody brought you to a church. Somebody brought you to Jesus. Somebody brought you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. How you got here, I don't know. But somebody helped get you here. And you know how they did it? By not being ashamed of the gospel. They did it because one day they saw an opportunity. And that's what God's saying to us. He said, what did he say? He said, redeem the time. What's he saying? Make the most of every opportunity. Every day we're going to be somewhere in front of somebody to where we can plant a little bit, put something in them, say something that, that, that clicks in them. You're, every day you're going to come across people because we're designed to do it. We're here to do it, right? I mean, in all the days that it talks about of Jesus' life, and I'm sure there's a lot of days we don't see, but I don't see any days where he didn't come across something. Did you? I mean, it, it, there's no day where Jesus said, it was a quiet day today, I just didn't do anything. <laughs> no, because the ministry of Jesus Christ started there and, and continues on. There shouldn't be a day in a Christian's life unless we choose it that something that we don't affect somebody somehow. Even if you just loved them for a minute and made them feel better about themselves. Because when they leave there, they'll wonder, I wonder why they're happy. I wasn't. And it'll, it'll, it'll eat at them, if you will. They'll keep thinking about it. And it, it'll take them further and further. And, the, and they'll get to another person. They'll get to another person. How many, people will, how many people will bring them? I don't know. But God doesn't care. How many does it take to get you there? Amen? How many did it take to bring you? I don't know. You probably don't know because one person probably said this and a month later God had some this person come to you and laborers into your path. And, and, and how many people did it take to get you to the place you could be healed? Amen? Because, because many people aren't, don't have the faith to be healed, but other people help them along. Or maybe they got faith that God could heal, but they need some people around them to bring them closer, to, to get them to that spot, to, to wake them up, to stir them up. Amen? And get them to that place where, where they can receive the healing God always had for them. Amen? And, and that's, that's that the, the people that are bringing them are not ashamed of the gospel. They're not ashamed of the salvation. They're not ashamed of the rescue. They're not ashamed of the deliverance. They're not ashamed of the healing. By this salvation, we were rescued. We were pulled out of darkness and and made light. Right? Out of this salvation, we were delivered from anything that the devil had that held us captive. We were made free. Out of this salvation, we were made whole. Amen? And, and, and it's the parts that people won't receive that they don't get, but they're all three one part. There's nothing, there's nothing different there. Amen? Glory to God. Look at uh, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 1, verse 6. Anybody in here ashamed of the gospel? Paul writes to Timothy, he says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. What's he saying? He's saying, Timothy, you need to get stirred up. 
You know, well, if you go, go to the verse before this, go to five. We can get there. There we are. Paul's talking about when he calls to remembrance the unfeigned faith. In other words, the real faith that's in Timothy, which was a lineage of faith. It was first in his grandmother, and now it's in his mom. And, and now he's, Paul is fully persuaded that same faith. What is that faith? That faith to, to, to preach the gospel, that faith to heal, that faith to deliver, that faith to go all the way for God. Amen? He's persuaded that that kind of faith is in him. In verse 6 now, wherefore he puts him in remembrance that he stirs that up. Why? Because you need to be stirred up. Do you ever notice if you're not very excited about something, it's really hard to excite somebody else? <laughs> right? I say, you know, you, you should know God. He's okay. Right? You know, God, 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 God loves you sometimes. Not God loves you. Know, maybe all the time. I'm not sure. And he'll heal you if he wants to. <laughs> yeah. If you're not excited about the things of God, you're not going to excite somebody. Amen? You're not going... I remember when we were doing Bible studies and we were doing working with kids and we were, we were excited every day we walked out the door. Every day. I was excited to go to work because I knew as soon as work was over, I was going to do a Bible study or I was going to work with youth. or I, I, well, I, was, going, I was excited about the gospel of Jesus Christ because it was changing the people around me. It was not only changing me, but it was changing everyone around me. And it will still do that if we stir ourselves up. But you got to remain stirred up. Amen? Verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, he's still talking about being stirred up. And what's he saying? He's saying, I didn't make you to where you stand off and you're timid about talking about me. You're timid about praying for somebody. You're timid about talking healing with the sick. You're timid. Why? Well, what if they don't get healed? Then they'll be mad. That, you're, you're missing it. You're missing it. We're not trying to be excited about God. We're being excited about God because we know He heals. If we talk, just like I told you earlier, the power of God is present in this room right now. Right now. If you're believing for health in any part of your body, mind, spirit, you should be being healed. You should be receiving that healing right now. You should be excited about it because it's going to happen. And, and, and when you receive it, say, thank you, Jesus, and write a testimony so everybody gets to know. Amen? Because that's like giving the devil black eye. First you kick him, then you give him black eye. It's good stuff. And it glorifies God most of all. Amen? So, so don't stop receiving. Don't stop expecting just because I'm talking about not being ashamed of the gospel. It's the same word that heals. Amen? The word, what did he say in Proverbs 4? He said, it's life to those who find it and health to all your flesh. What words is he talking about? The word. His words. Amen? There's enough power when God says and 
for every person in the universe to be well. Amen? Verse, where are we, verse 7? For God has not given us a spirit of fear. In the NIV it says a spirit of timidity. He didn't give us a spirit to stand back and watch and stand back and see if somebody's going to make it or try things. Or He gives you a spirit of power, the same power that he was talking about that's the power of God unto salvation. Same word. And he says, I give you a spirit of power, miracle-working, wonderful power. What? That's, got, that's on you and me. If the same spirit that was on Jesus, that, get, that, that, that saved you and me, is on us and in us, we can pray for the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Amen? It doesn't say they might recover. It doesn't say pray for them in case they'll recover. It says pray for them and they shall recover. Amen? And, and we got to be that stirred up about it to, to where we'd be like Jesus when he took the blind man out and he, 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 he prayed for him. And he said, who do you see? And he said, I see men like trees. And he goes, no, nope. prayed for him again. Right. Now do you see? Yes. <laughs> see, he saw clearly. Why? A little's not good enough. Right. There's no such thing as a half healing. Right. It's a whole healing. Yeah. We've been willing to accept the, the lower things, the, the, the smaller things, the, the lesser things, but that's not God's will. What if Jesus would have said, well, men like trees is better than you were, right? <laughs> Could you guys even imagine Jesus saying that? I, I can't, <laughs> right? That'd be like God saying, well, they don't got thumbs. <laughs> no, God, God makes everything perfect, Right? He's a good God, and, and he wants it right. If something gets messed up, it got messed up between God and here, not from God. Amen? Glory to God. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power, and power won't work without love. Well, he said, it don't matter how, much, how many miracles you do, if you don't have love, you are nothing. Right? And he gave you a sound mind. He gave you wisdom and, and the ability to discern and hear and know how to do everything he wants you to do. Because you could come to somebody that, that needs a healing, for instance, and, and God could say, they can't receive it any other way but this. Pray with them that they can receive it this way. And he'll send you a certain direction. Amen? And, 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 you, and you need to be wise enough, sound of mind enough, self-controlled enough, to do it God's way. You know, because there, there's, there, you know, like when I was standing up there today, I knew exactly what he said, and he said, don't say anymore. And why, do you, why would he tell Dave that? Because Dave talks. <laughs> and Dave will add nice, wonderful words to the end of his sentences. He doesn't need that. Right? He was already operating in the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. If he gave you that spirit, he got that spirit. Because that's who we got it from. Everything you got, you got from daddy. Amen? And, and, that's, and that's how we're going to get it. And if, if we are going to be the ones that bring in the, the more, bring in the sick, bring in the unsaved, bring in that, you're going to bring them in. I'm not saying bring them into church. I'm saying bring them in. Bring them to Jesus. You know, it's just like the, when, when the, the, uh, 
lunatic boy who's throwing himself into the fire. They said, oh, we ask your disciples, and they couldn't do it. Well, Jesus they said, bring him to me. Right? That's where you're bringing him. You can't heal nobody. I can't heal nobody. Jesus healed everybody. Right. Amen? Amen? He healed everybody. And, 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 and our faith can bring people to the place where they can be saved. It can bring people to the place they can be healed. It can bring people what, to their place in faith. Your faith won't heal them. Your faith with them. You join your faith with them. And they'll join your faith because they needed that strength. They needed that help. Look at, uh, look at Luke 5. Give you an example. He's helping us. He's helping us. He's helping us. I'm not trying to grow the, this church. I'm trying to grow the church. Right? I don't want 43. If we're happy with 43%, that's weak. Right? You say, well, at least it's 43%. No. <laughs> Jesus died for 100%. We should be working for 100%. You'll say, well, the Bible says you won't get that. We should be working for 100%. Which one of you don't want to go? But you got too many Christians that today would be willing to leave this earth and everybody behind. <clears throat> Without thought. I'm not saying we wouldn't be happy when we got there. If Jesus came back today, we'd all be rejoicing. And he's going to come back one day, and them that ain't ready just ain't going to be ready. But until he does, let's not be timid and let's not be ashamed. Let's, let's not let a day go by where we don't at least give some input into somebody's heart concerning the things of God, concerning how much He loves them, concerning that Jesus died and, and rose again for them, which concerning that He forgave them. Amen? Because the, these are things that lead people, that bring people to Christ. And if we don't bring them, who will bring them? Who's going to bring them? It's the church. It's the people of faith. It's the people that believe Jesus died so that they could be saved just like I could be saved. Amen? It's not going to be... The world's already trying to take them this way. It's got to be people who are stirred up and excited and on fire for the things of God. They're not just sitting back saying, what you got today, preacher? I'm here on Friday night. Pretty good, huh? I want to know what you did Thursday night. I want to know what you did Tuesday night. What would you do all day Monday? Right? Because our lives are more than just to be here and then be gone. We're here to affect a generation. And we got a generation out there right now coming up that doesn't want to be affected. But that's, that's not okay. Why? Because God loves them. And it's our job to tell them. It's our job to, to get our faith for them and get our faith with them if they get faith. Get our faith with them to get to the next step in Christ. Amen? Where did I say go? Luke 5? Luke 5, 17. It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee 
and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord, just like here, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. See, we got thems and theys, right? They are supposed to bring them. I want to be a they. Amen? Over and over and again, it says, and they brought the sick and Jesus healed them all. And they brought the sick and laid them in Peter's shadow. And they brought, who's they? They is us. When you read they, say, I brought the sick and I laid them in Peter's shadow. I brought the sick and I brought them to the healing in the meeting. I brought the sick and they were saved. The sickest you can be is unsaved. You can't be any sicker. There is no greater disease than not being saved. Right? Because disease is a lack of ease. If you're not saved, you've got a huge lack of ease. Especially with everything going on in this world today. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to get excited and I'm going to stay excited. Right? You'll get tired of hearing me say, why are you so excited about today? Jesus is healing people. Jesus is saving people. God is bringing, he's bringing in a harvest. The harvest is great. Let's be one of the few. Right? Be a few. Be a they, be a few, be, be a we. Right? Because it's we. Be an us. He says, let us. Over and over again, he says, let us profess let us amen glory to god power of god was present there to heal him and behold men 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 you got any men that's man men by the way but this may have been men men i don't know but if you're you're in the if you're in the class of man what is it the genus of human i didn't think i remember all that biology i don't I didn't even understand it when they were talking to me about it. I'm like, genus, class, phylum, what? What all that is, I'm just made from Adam. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. And behold, men brought in, and in one one, uh, of the books it says, four born, born him, born him. Four born him. In other words, he, I don't know what his faith was like. And I don't know how this all played out, but somewhere they heard about Jesus. And one of them said, hey, Jesus is going to be here, right? Our buddy over here needs, needs to get to Jesus. We can bring him. Amen? And they all four got their faith up, and they went to their buddy, and they said, hey, Jesus. You heard of him? Yeah, that's the one going around healing all those that are oppressed of the devil and doing good. Yeah, that's him. Can I get to him? Yeah, we're bringing you. Yeah, we're bringing you. Glory to God. It, it, I mean, had, they all five had to be in agreement if two or more agree as to touching anything that you ask shall be done. Glory to God. And these five got in agreement. Glory to God. And And... They picked him up and they carried him to the house. You know, they all four got a corner of his bed 
and they're carrying him and they get there and the door's full people out the door and they're like sorry bro we tried you know too often that would be what we might do well we tried faith won't stop amen faith working by love that already had they'd already they they'd already they believed he would be healed this this wasn't let's see if we can get him healed let's take him there to be healed amen and so they pick up the bed and they go well roof if we get in the right place in the roof we can tear it open drop him right down in front of jesus glory to god what are they doing they're bringing him to jesus you know sometimes it takes a little more effort than do you want to come to church oh no okay You'll be sorry later. That really draws them in. Right? You're going to go to hell. That'll really draw them in. The badness of God does not, there's no such thing. You're either preaching goodness or you ain't preaching God. Amen? Yeah, there, there is a bad side. If you don't choose goodness, then badness is a result. Amen? But faith doesn't, faith won't just say, do you want to come to church? Faith will get them hooked first. That's like saying, fish, jump in my boat. Right? Fish ain't jumping in your boat. You got you to lure them in. Amen? And, and, and you put, and God will give you opportunity. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Know that every time you're in front of that person that you know is not saved or that you know needs a healing, you, every time you're in front of them, purpose by faith to let God Order your words, order your thoughts, order your actions so that you do something in that moment that brings them this much closer, right? Because too often, if we don't see them come all the way, we're like, ah, I tried. You know, I went, I had a friend, I still got a friend, he's still, he's still alive, but his, I used to go fishing with him off a railroad bridge at Springfield Lake. And the railroad bridge was probably about eight foot taller than the water. I don't know if anybody ever been to the railroad bridge at Springfield Lake, but it's quite a bit taller. His dad went with us one day, and he sat in one spot, and he just kept throwing something in one spot all day long. And he wasn't catching nothing, but he kept, he kept throwing. And we're, we're over there throwing all over the place, and we're getting, you know, little bitty basses about this big. And we're having a good time. We, we caught a snake. We, we put our, our minnow down there, and it bit it, and it got hooked, and then we didn't know what to do don't catch snakes that's, that's no fun we did know what to do we, yeah 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 we we took care of that snake he no longer lives but his dad sat in one spot the whole time and about the time it was about dark all of a sudden we hear this huge commotion in the water and he pulls out like a five pound bass what was he doing he was working on that fish all day long, and he didn't give up. He had faith that he would get that fish, and he did. We were going fish to fish to fish, and we were just end up getting little things. And No, he was going for the big one. That, that's a simple analogy, but that's what we don't quit. When God shows us our goal, and he says, I want that person 
to know me. I want that person to experience my goodness. Then we spend time every day giving them something, giving them something, not quitting on them, loving on them, smiling at them when they're not smiling. What, what, you know, I don't know what it'll be. Every person's different. Some people don't like a hug, so don't give them a hug. A little messed up, but some people don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. If you don't like hugs, don't get it. <laughs> but, but give them something. What are you doing? You're bringing them in. You're bringing them in. You may not be picking up the corner of the bed yet, but you're getting closer. You're getting closer. And eventually, you'll get the corner of that bed. Why? Because they'll have faith. They'll say, yeah, take me there. I believe I could be healed. Because I believe he believed as much as them at the point. Why? He let him take him up on a roof. He couldn't walk. If he fell down, it wasn't going to be good. He actually let them take him up on a roof and lower him down through a roof. Now, I don't know how tall the roof was, but if you can't move and you fall, if you land on your head, you land on your head. If you land on your arm, you land on nothing you can do about it. Well, he was in faith. He was going to see Jesus, and they brought him there to see him. Amen? What if they they just said, you know, I can't do it today. I'm busy. I don't have time to take you. I can't bring you to Jesus. Maybe he'll come by again someday. This was the day. This was the day. And, and, and too often we settle for just those kind of things. And, and we settle for, well, you know, I, I, I don't need to go to church. I've, I, I've been saved. I don't need to be around all those people. You need to be around us. Why? Because I love you. I miss you when I don't see you. You'll miss me if you don't see me. Even if you don't think you will, you will. Amen? Why? We're designed to assemble. We're designed. We are, we are created. God, we, when you were born again, you were born again to be part of the, of the family. And we're part of the part of the family. Amen? And if you're called to this family, you need to be in the family. Amen? That's, that's one of the let us verses. He said, let us not forsake. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because that's how you provoke one another, stir one another, spur one another on to love and good works. Amen? That's how you bring somebody to the next level. That's how you bring somebody to healing. What, what, if, what if it's somebody in the church? What if it is somebody that has faith, but they need your faith with theirs? Amen? Take the time. Take the time. Remember I read that testimony a few weeks ago when I was in Florida that sometimes you got to get up early, pray, and God gives you a scripture to give everybody. And you give it to everybody. Amen? You don't know what the scripture means to them. You just know God. What, what am I doing? You're bringing them in. You're helping them along. You're bringing the sick to Jesus. Amen? And if you were that person, you would want somebody bringing you, helping you along holding your arm, propping you up. Amen? That's what these four guys were doing. And Jesus looked at them and he saw their faith. He didn't just see the the man on the couches, you know, because people say, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to their faith, be it unto him. 
We need to believe as strongly as they're believing for their healing. We can't, we can't want it more than they do for themselves. They got to want it, but we got to want it with them. Amen? We got to want it enough to, to nudge them, to help them, to give them a verse, to give... What? Because someday you'll need it. Right? Moses, one of the strongest men of all, in fact, is most used, as Brother Moore says, in his generation. But he needed somebody to hold up his arms one day. Why? Because everybody get tired. Amen? And sometimes, if you hadn't been to church, you hadn't been around people of God, they don't have to be around people of God in church. You can be around people of God anywhere. We used to be around people of God anywhere we could. We'd take, we used to take armies into coffee houses. People would say, where do you, where you all go to church? And then we'd tell them about ten different places because nobody went to the same church. Why? Because you don't got to go to the same church to love one another. You don't got to go to the same church to prop each other's faith up. You don't got to go to the same church. You don't got to hear all the same things. You got to be there first. Amen? And, and, and as we were there, we grew together. We, we saw God move. We, saw, we, we did stupid things and we did wise things. And, and you know what? It was still the time of our life. And we're still in the time of our life right now, guys. Every morning when we wake up, don't let the devil belittle your day. Your day is important. Your Monday is important. I know people always say, oh, it's Monday. It's been Monday all day, and it's going to be Monday tomorrow. Guess what? Monday is the song that you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. It doesn't just work on Sunday. Right? Every day is this is the day that the Lord has made. So guess what our job is? Rejoice and be glad in it. That will make you weird enough for the world to see you right there. What's he got to be so happy about? I know Jesus. And I'm not ashamed of the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God unto salvation. I want you to know it more than I know it. Amen? And, and just be that light. You know, isn't that what he says in Matthew? He said, shine your light before men. It doesn't just say shine your light. It, a lot of people shine their light in church. You're just another light in church. Right? You're just one of the gang. Right. Yeah. Got a whole bunch of lights out here right now. Right? right? Yeah, all are so bright, I have to turn around sometimes. It's just, you guys are bright. But if you shine your light before men out in the world, then they'll see where to go. Right? You can bring them. Lead them to Christ. Lead them to healing. Lead them to deliverance. Lead them to, to the goodness of God. Because that's where He wants them. That's where He wants every person. But who's going to bring them? I am. You guys? Let's bring them. Let's bring them. There's no reason, there's no reason to leave our buddy in, in, on, the, on, the, on the sick bed. There's no reason to leave 57% of America in hell. Right? Why? Because you got a voice. You got a heart. You got a word. You got a smile. You got kindness. You got love. You got everything that the world doesn't have. And if you just use it, you will stand out. And if we stand out, People will question. And if they question, we'll answer. 
We'll give them an answer for that hope that lies within us. Amen? We'll give them an answer for what Jesus has done in our life because we're not ashamed of the gospel because he did. He pulled us out of the darkest pit and he placed us, seated us together with Jesus. You went from the deepest hole to the highest place in a word. In a word. And he wants that for everybody. And all we have to do is be willing to bring them. Amen? Just be willing to bring them. Look at Philemon and we'll close with that maybe. Well, actually look at Philippians and then maybe we'll close with Philemon. Everybody knows the end of that story. They brought him. Jesus saw their faith. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven. What did he just do? Jesus, when you bring them to Jesus, he fixes everything just like that. Everybody says, well, he didn't come for, for forgiveness. Yeah, he did because that's where you get healing. He just didn't know it. Right? Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases. When he forgives all your iniquities, he heals all your diseases. Why? Because your iniquities, the sin, is what let the disease in. Not your sin, the sin. Amen? People say, I don't know how that got on me. You were in the world. Right? If you ever walk through the stockyards, check your shoes before you get in your car. Right? There's a lot of stuff in there that you're not going to be able to miss. But Jesus made provision for all that. For anything that the world can come against you, he's got something against that. No weapon formed against us can prosper. Amen? Glory to God. Philippians, what did I say? Philippians 1? Philippians 1, 21. No, 27. 27. It would take too long to start at 21. Because then you preach on every verse because there is no bad verses, right? Every now and then you look at Ecclesiastes, you're like, hmm, there's no bad verses in the Bible, right? (laughs) Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel, the good news, the good message, the good word of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together. That's what those four guys were doing. They were striving together. You know, you know that it means wrestling, literally together, wrestling in the same for the same thing to to get this done. And that's what they were doing. And that's what he's saying. Let's strive together. I don't need to be the one that prays with them. I just want to help get them to church. I don't care who prays the prayer of salvation with them. Right? And see, that's where you get into that spiritual pride. Because people will say, well, I can lay hands on them. Not if that's not what God told you to do. Well, the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It also says be led by the Spirit. Right? So be led by the Spirit because they may not be able to receive your laying on of hands. Bring them to the next place or lay your hands on them. Whichever one the Lord tells you to do, do that. 
Amen? Because he didn't say, I'll do it your way if you'll just go. He said, go and do it my way. All power is given unto me. Now you go in my power, right? My power. The, the power is not my. He, he gave me a spirit of power. What? His power. Spirit of love. His love. Sound mind. His sound mind. To do what? To do it the way he would do it. We have the mind of Christ. We can hear and know. We can do just what he said. We can strive together for the faith. For the faith of Christ. We can strive together. We can, we can go and push and wrestle and, and, and not quit. And if, it, if we have to go up on the roof with them, we go up on the roof with them. We don't quit them. There's no throwaways. And if you don't see somebody in church for a while, you don't go up and say, you need to get back to church. <laughs> that never caused me to want to go to church when people used to say that to me. Ever. But, if, but what if you said, you know, man, I miss you. Sure miss you. It's good to see you. And that may be all you get to say. Right? They'll know why you miss them because of where you saw them was church. But they need to hear that you miss them. You don't want them to go to church because they're going to hell if they don't. They're not going to hell if they don't go to church. Church, don't, church ain't what saves you. Jesus Christ is who saves you. They'll miss out on fellowshipping with you and me. What a bummer. That's a big miss. Amen? They'll miss out on carrying a corner of the bed. Right? They'll miss out on bringing somebody to salvation. They'll miss out on all those things. Amen? Why? Because you won't be provoked. You won't be provoked to do it. Why? That's why you have the assembling of yourself together so that you can provoke one another, stir one another up. When we leave here, we should be stirred up to do more for God. We should be stirred up about being healed. We should be stirred up about leading someone else and helping somebody else to receive their healing. We should be stirred up about somebody being delivered from suicidal thoughts tormenting them day and night. We should be stirred up about somebody with an eating disorder being free. We should be stirred up when somebody is given a sentence that they have to put up with something for the rest of their life and they're going to have to wear this or they're going to have to do that. Or they're gonna... We should be stirred up. Why? Because they came and they were healed. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. And, that, that, and, and that's... That's part of the lettuce. That, that's good. In fact, let's go there instead of Philemon. Where is that? Hebrews? Hebrews 10, 10-ish, 10, 10, 22. We'll start in 22 because it it's a bunch of lettuce. Not lettuce, lettuce. Right? If you go through the Bible, it's really interesting. Notice it doesn't say let you. It says let us. When it says to come boldly before the throne, it says let us. You know what? We're all invited. Sometimes, sometimes you picture that and you think you're the only one at the throne. You're not. There's a whole bunch of people at the throne with you and, and they're asking for the same help and the mercy to, in a time of need. And guess what? God's not being overwhelmed. Amen? Glory to God. If you just work, look up the words let us, there's, there's, there's like hundreds of scriptures 
But in here it says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. And then in verse 23 it says, let us hold fast to our profession of faith without wavering. Why is he saying this? Let us draw near, stay close to God, hear what he's got to say. Know, know your heart, know, know what he's put in your heart. Know what to say to every person that's around you. Know what to do when you're in the middle of something that seems very ungodly. But you're about to bring godly to it. Amen? And then, and then don't, don't give up your profession of faith. Don't say, ooh, what are you going to do with this, God? No, you keep professing faith. You keep saying this is, this is going to come out to your good, to his good, God's glory. You're going to come through this. This is going to happen. Jesus is Lord. His grace is sufficient. Amen? And, and, and we don't quit. Our profession of faith doesn't stop. We, he, right? There doesn't come a time where you say, you know, I, th- I know he died for everyone, but you may be the one. No, there's no such thing. That person doesn't exist. Because every person Jesus died for. Amen? And then he said, in the same sentence after he said, let us, let us consider one another to provoke one another unto love and good works. And then you could just take it on down and let us not, because it's in the same, it's in the same verse, in the same, it wasn't a verse, it was a letter when he wrote it. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Together. You know what that word together right there means? And I liked it. It said a complete collection. You know, God, Brother Moore said this over and over again, and it's just the truth. There will never be another service just like this one today. That where every person is in, the, in this place at one time, and there's no other people here, and every, every person that's here now is still here. It will never be the exact same. This, this, tonight, we are the complete collection of this room. We're together. Amen? It's just like the verse we were quoting, where two agree together. Where two agree together. Two agree together. It's not just agree, it's agreeing together. Amen? It's important that we realize we're a collection. We're God's collection of, of, of his trophies of grace, if you will. We're God's collection of children. We're, we're, we're his collection. He says, you want to see my greatest collection? And there's a picture of you, picture of me, right? Glory to God. Talk about somebody that's got a yearbook. God's got a yearbook. <laughs> Amen? He said, not forsaking the assembling of yourself together as a complete collection, as the manner of some is, but encouraging, exhorting one another, and so much the more, what? As you see, 43% of America only claiming Christianity. That's the day approaching. That's the day that's approaching right now. Amen? And, I, and, I'm, and I'm unwilling, because why? Because God's unwilling. I've been given the spirit of power, the spirit of love, which is the spirit of compassion. That spirit cannot be okay with somebody going to hell it can't no matter what they do you can look at them and say that is the sin that i just can't do god can and the love he put in you can i've seen fathers where their children were not done right and they weren't here anymore 
and they said, i got to forgive them. Only God could do that. Right? Because human love won't do that. Not only will it not got to forgive them, it will say, I ain't going to forgive them. But God can forgive them. That's amazing. And that's in you and me. The minute we think we can't, we're wrong. We can. And, and, and as we grow in this, we'll bring people in. You know, everybody that came to Jesus, it says they brought a blind man. They brought a deaf and dumb man. They brought what? They brought people what? To be healed. Let's be bringers. That ain't a word, but it is today. Let's be bringers. Everybody in here should be a bringer. Right? Every time you think about that guy on the mat, reach down, grab a corner. Right? Every time you see somebody that, that's smack dab on the, on the road to hell, you, you, you see if you can just veer them off course just a little bit. Just a, just a little bit. You don't have to veer them all the way. Get, then believe for your brother to veer them another. Next thing you know, you'll have them turn a U-turn. And they'll repent. And they'll be made whole. They'll be saved. They'll experience the power of God unto salvation. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us.